So today, we are going to talk about the brand new Disney Star Wars show, Ahsoka. We're going to talk about the first two episodes. Basically, these two episodes were released together, so therefore we're going to discuss them in their full, not entirety, but in their essence <laughs> in one episode. So, yeah, I call it just I been... call it Disney Star Wars because I'm sorry, but Disney has dropped the ball with this IP. It's just it's not it's not what it was. It's not what it should be. Um, I'm not saying I hate the show. I just it's so odd the direction they've been going with everything, and <clears throat> they, they're they've they've I mean, pr quite frankly, they've woman washed this whole show. I understand the show's called Ahsoka. But, like, where's everybody else? It's just like, okay, we've got Soka, we've got Hera, we've got Sabine. The only male character that's, like, here that's a good guy is a robot played by none other than Doctor Who. David Tennant. Really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. dude, totally. Totally. Yeah, he's uh, Hu Yang or whatever they call him here. But <clears throat> I, just, I just feel like, okay, maybe I'm just, like, stuck on this whole, like, <clears throat> maybe Barbie has tainted my, my view on everything right now. But the reality is, like, you look at it and you're like, oh, there's Rosario Dawson. There's Natasha, Lu Louis, whatever, Portizo, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And it's like, they're the mains, you know? And when you watch the show Rebels that had these characters in it, it was well-balanced. It had everybody kind of there. You had some aliens, you got some droids, you got some females, you got some males. So <clears throat> here's where I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. If the show was called Rebels and they did that, I would be 100%. The show is called Ahsoka. Yes. So it is a TV show about the heroine, which uh -huh. I'm perfectly okay with. Accurate. I'm okay with her having a female Padawan. I'm fine with that. I'm totally okay with... I, I actually... The only thing that, that Disney's doing wrong, I think, is they made this a six-episode show. They should have just made it... Eight? Eight. eight. They should have made it... They should have made it seven and just made this whole thing. Instead of doing two episodes, just release one two-hour episode. And that would have been better. Yeah. Because it, what's the point of releasing two episodes at the same time? Just well, they've done it with one. everything else. They're just kind so of sticking it. So they can have a cliffhanger that's immediately not a cliffhanger. Exactly. It's Which my... made no sense because I'm sorry. I'm going to say this. She got stabbed the same way that Qui-Gon did. No. She did not. And she's fine. <laughs> no, she did not. Qui-Gon got stabbed right through the middle of his chest and into his heart. She got stabbed <clears throat> on the side. So, no, she did not. It went through the side of her stomach. So, that's we've seen that 100,000 times, and people always survive that. And on top of that, it's a lightsaber, so it cauterizes, ca it cauterizes I, I the wound immediately. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so, it doesn't cauterize on anybody else who's been stabbed. With a lightsaber. I'm just saying, maybe not just Qui-Gon alone, but who's a been stabbed with a lightsaber and then bled out? I've seen limbs I'm go waiting. missing. You know what? There's no blood. Let's go back to my question I've always had. Episode four, A New Hope, or we'll just say original Star Wars. Obi-Wan, old Ben, cuts off that dude's arm, and there's blood. There's clearly blood. It's the first time, and then they got smart, and they went, oh, that's right, it's a lightsaber, it's hot heat, it's going to cauterize the wound. From that point on, they never did it again. So you admit it makes no sense, but it's been in there. And I'm surprised that George Lucas didn't, like, change it when he put out the Blu-ray and remove the blood because it was not necessary and just make it a nice, clean cut that's been cauterized. Correct. It's a, it's a, it's a, it, it doesn't fit, but it's the only time it happens. 
where was the the back to tank though that she needed to go in to heal up? That's my only because she healed up pretty quick. Well, he was old. Oh, we just didn't see that. He was what? old. He was old. Who was old? Well, you're 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 talking about Boba Fett, and he went to the back to tank to heal. It's because he oh, was old. Right. I mean, if we listen to Lee, it's because he was old. <laughs> what? Yes, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Yes, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? Where? <laughs> let's let's can we can we can we can we can we can we talk about this episode without bringing up the worst pile of trash that we've ever talked about? What? Boba Fett. Bar- Barbie or the source? Boba Fett. I make I make, I make no Fett. promises. Uh, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. That movie was. I do like that fact that you brought up the whole Thrawn trilogy, that that's coming into that. Okay, I think that so that's really, really cool. Here's the thing. The Thrawn trilogy, no, not even, no, the Thrawn trilogy is not coming into this. So the Thrawn trilogy is no longer considered canon, at least not the original Thrawn trilogy that came out in the early okay, 90s. Bring, let me rephrase that. Thrawn is Thrawn the big bad. himself. <clears throat> so Thrawn himself was, the, one, was one of the big bads in Rebels. That's why they're bringing in here. So I'm going to give you guys a little heads up. And I'm watching this, and right off the bat in the first first episode, and bleeding on even further, all of this is heavy, just Rebels-based. Ezra, a character you guys have never heard about, is the main character in, in Rebels. It's all about Ezra. All of it. Okay. Um, Sabine, also... Much about her. She's like a secondary character, if not the second. Um, Hera, huge character in Rebels. Like, these are main characters. Zeb, that purple dude that was introduced to us at that, that episode of, of Mandalorian who came by the bar. He's like, oh, sounds like a death sentence. You know, like, whatever. Like, he's a main character in it. And then we've got, we, we're here, we've gotten talks here in this episode about the Night Sisters. Morgan Elsbeth was a Night Sister. Yes, big part of Rebels. And they're on Dathomir. Dathomir is where Darth Maul came from. All those dudes. Yeah. And you got this other character that was introduced in there. Uh, uh, forgive me if, it, if I don't remember if it's Clone Wars or Rebels at this point, but there was a, a character, Savage, that was introduced that was basically Darth Maul's brother, and he became the apprentice of, of the Emperor at one point. And it was, it was really interesting. Do you think they'll bring him back into live action through this TV show? I don't see how they could, um, because they already killed him off in Rebels. So no. Oh, they did. Yes, again. Rebels was the one. No, like actually killed off. Rebels was the was the series where Obi Wan actually killed him in the desert by the fire, and it was really like poetically done. Uh, like he stabbed him, and then he was like holding him in his arms, and he was like, ah, oh, you know, whatever. Like it was a big deal. It was actually a really cool scene. Um, I thought you took you checked that out, didn't you, Will? What Rebels? Yeah, just that scene, the Darth no. Maul actual death. Well, no. anyway, when he's with the spider legs. No, robotic. no, no. He had spider legs, and then he got the metal legs later on. Oh, he does. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You get the regular legs that we saw in um, Solo, which we'll never see again. No, in Solo, he had the spider legs. No, he had just regular metal legs. They weren't they weren't spider legs anymore. When he stood up, he just had two legs. It wasn't spider. No, I'm pretty sure in Solo he had the spider legs. Rewatch it. I checked. Trust me, because I knew about the spider legs. Um. It was actually really interesting when they when they introduced him with the spider legs because he lost his mind. He was completely insane, like throwing his head up against the wall, like saying ridiculous things and not making any sense. And over time, they had to bring his mind back 
but he's, he was just like so nuts. And then he focused all of his anger and energy towards going after Kenobi because he blamed him for everything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this whole show is just another season of Rebels, but mostly focusing on Ahsoka, you know, because she, she's the titular character here. But the fact that you guys haven't seen Rebels, you don't understand. I mean, I think they brought up the word Purgle. Um, Purgle are the space whales that can travel through light speed. We saw that in Mandalorian. We talked about that really quickly. We saw some weird things. I told you guys it's the Purgle. So it was all leading up to this coming back. The whole episode that we saw Ahsoka in, in that episode, was it season two of Mandalorian? Yeah. Not three. Um, when we saw her and we saw Morgan Elsbeth, um, the whole thing, you know, we, we got into the whole where's Thrawn. Like all of it traveled along with that. And we're seeing these things tie in because it was all leading up to this show. What they're going to do with Thrawn, I'm not really sure. But the really cool thing is just before this started, um, I brought my kids to the library and got them library cards. And I'm really pumped about it because now they can like my daughter reads books like she'll read a book in less than a day. Just like, give me another book. Give me another book. Give me another book. You know, she's seven. She'll be eight in the fall. Um, loves books. Now we don't have to keep buying her books. We can just bring her to the library here. Take it under the book. We're fine. But if you have a library card membership or li- library membership, you can access multiple libraries in the general area and borrow books from there. You also have access to a ton of audiobooks. So now I'm going into another Star Wars trilogy via audiobook that I'm getting for free. Um, it's the Aftermath Aftermath trilogy, which comes out. It takes place after Return of the Jedi and before all this. So it's kind of all that that picking the pieces up when they're starting to build the right. New Republic. And I'm like, oh, so far it's actually really, really cool. I'm falling Wedge. Wedge just got captured by a ship. He's like what's the emperor doing empire doing out here i thought they were all gone and that's what we're kind of seeing here too is like there's still remnants of the empire thrawn was known huge you know and in his books again not no longer canon as a remnant of the empire still fighting for the empire so i know there's a lot of information i'm giving you guys but i want i want you guys to have a backstory and understand what's happening here because all of this is tied in heavily to what feloni has laid out cool because it's all all the Filoni stuff is canon, but they're still taking little tidbits from the stuff no longer considered canon because it was a cool story and he agrees with it too. Right. So the show is full of Filoni. Yep. Yep. Total Filoni. Will, you do you, uh, you want me to go? Or yes, I would you, like you to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you later, Chuck. I want to go last. I want to be last. Bye, guys. Go. All right. So I thoroughly enjoyed these two episodes. Wow. Okay. I really, really liked them. Um, I thought that the storyline so far was decent. I don't. There, there's a few parts that I could not handle. Um, when you see the art, there's a couple R2 units. One's an R3. Was R3 D3 or something like that? Um, they look totally plastic and fake. Um, the the red. What's his name? Chopper. Yeah, I with, love with, Chopper. With the he arms, is, he's annoying. He is. He is annoying. Also, main character in Rebels. Um, he needs to go away. He's not going away. He's not going away. He said we did it. He said everything. I know he shouldn't. And it did was you, he did even, you he did you move said, my stuff? I've got a bad feeling about this. He actually says, he, "Did you move my stuff?" Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> Why? He's a I, and then he goes, "Oh, here it is." <laughs> right. It's dumb. Um, I love it. 
the there are some parts of this show where like where the where the CG was just off. Like the opening part when you're when you're seeing the ship from above and you see it, it looks totally CG. From behind it was you could see the lights in the back. You could see it was fine. Um, trying to do the whole Star Wars thing and following the saga with the words going up, but doing it in red versus yellow, I thought was interesting. Um, Outside of that, um, so far, this is light years ahead of Mando season three. Remind me, are you sure there was a crawl or was it just words? It was a crawl crawl of three paragraphs. Was it a crawl? It was a crawl, three paragraphs. It went straight up and the very last one had the three dots because it leads you into what's going to happen now. Okay. Um, but I, yeah, the, the really only part I have a hard time with is this main villain that we have right now, the Sith Lord, not the girl. Uh, he's not a Sith Lord. We don't really know what he is. Okay. He's force sensitive. He's with the dark side. <laughs> okay. As of right now, first of all, this is cold peace. Ray Stevenson, because he kills it here. This is Cope. He, di- he died like a few months ago. Oh, that's that's horrible. Oh, that's Ray sad. Stevenson. You didn't hear about that? No. no. Yeah, dude. I mean, a few months ago, maybe a year ago. I mean, oh, sometime wow. within the past year, he passed away. Oh wow. And that's R.I.P. Bob Barker. Hence why Which, this movie that's that's dedicated to Ray. Yes. That's what. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, but as far as Bob Barker <clears throat> goes, it's amazing he got that close to one hundred without going over. Um. You know, not it's not a too soon joke. It just makes sense that Bob Barker was was close, but didn't go over. So therefore, he's still good. Right. But versus go to a penny, I mean a dollar, hundred pennies. Um, I he's the only part that I'm iffy about because it's like he's trying to be bad, but he doesn't seem to be. Because there's conflict there. So he's clearly um, a Force-sensitive character that's more of a mercenary. And I think that's what makes this character interesting. Because he's not like an Inquisitor. He's not a Sith and he's not a Jedi. I'm thinking and I'm hoping that this is the Grey Walkers that was always kind of like hinted about in certain Legends books. It's the ones that they kind of walk the line. Well, his apprentice is really... You, you can tell that she's bad. She's bad, but she's also questioning things too. There were a couple of times in this episode where they're they're both kind of hesitant to just go yeah, but forward. She's with the only she's only questioning because he might question something. But you know, I'm gonna you know to quote you know Jackie Chan in Karate Kid: "No such thing as bad student, only bad teacher." That was also Mr. Miyagi in the original Karate Kid as well too. So it, she's only. But in this case, she is actually coming across like she tried to kill. What's her name? Sabine. Is it Sabine? Because she was told to. Yes, she was right. Um, she was never told to kill him. She, she was, was told to go after her. To go after her. Uh huh. She and what do you do if somebody pulls a lightsaber on you? You. She pulled the lightsaber first, and then Sabine took out her lightsaber. What was she going to do? She was going to get the map. Okay, because they he knew that Ahsoka was going there to help because they know the history behind that. Um, <clears throat> outside of that, I thought the effects were great. I thought the storyline is good so far. Um, I actually left like, ooh, I want to know what happens next. I, I didn't feel 
completely run over like I did in Mando 3 and like I did in Boba Fett. Mm. Um, I, I feel like this is taking place after like season two of Mando and then this. And Mando 3 doesn't have to, have to exist at all. But that's... It was a passing of the torch. <clears throat> Clearly. She we're, wasn't we're even in Ahsoka. She wasn't in Mando 3, though. No. He passed the torch in Mando 2. Yeah. Which is why I'm saying... Well, no, he's it, passing the torch to the, the show in Mando 3. It's done. Right. We're, we're done with those characters now. Grogu and Din are just like... They're not going to come back in a Mandalorian. They're story. on a bench. Yeah, they're, they're on a bench. Yep. And they are they, on a bench. They, that's all, folks. Yep. You know, that's, that's it. I've heard rumors of season four. But it's not going to be them. It's going to be about her. It's going to be about her. Then it wouldn't be Mando. I would call it Mandalorian, <clears throat> which is... Not Ahsoka. Not Ahsoka. You mean you mean Sabine? Nope. The other one. Well, what's her name? The one who's the like one. queen or king now or whatever she is. Bo-Katan. Yeah, Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Clearly. That's what they were doing. Women washing. <laughs> They're passing all of the Star Wars franchise over to women. Rey. Bo-Katan. Like, Ahsoka. Like all of this is all of it's it's being women led now. I'm okay with that. It's just like recognize it, you know, right. understand that's what it is. You can't deny it. It's clear. It's very clear that Star Wars is now women woman led. All of it. Well, except for the big bad Thrawn and the Sith guy. Yeah, bad bad guy bad. Girl good. <laughs> There's a witch. Barbie. Barbie. There's a witch. Guy bad. Girl good. There's a witch. Oh, yes, there's Who's a witch. Bad. Oh, also, yes. Well, they straight up called her a witch. They weren't trying to, like, joke, like, hide it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Your thoughts, Will. Okay. So, all of this talk and nonsense about the two of you trying to figure out whether this guy is a Sith or not, it's just cope. And I believe that it's cope because during, during, when we were talking about Andor, I made the, not distinct, well, not distinction, I made the hypothesis, I had the opinion that, uh, what's his name there who was funding the rebellion was actually Sith because of the lightsabers that came out of the side of his ship. Now, the two of you had different answers for why you disagree with me. Lee, you just liked him, you wanted him to be the good guy, you didn't, really didn't see it, you weren't on the same page, which is perfectly fine. Chuck, however, said, well, he can't be because there can only be two. I'm sorry, there are three in the show, plus a witch, plus whatever else is out there that's force-sensitive, dark side, red lightsaber, yada, 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 mumbo-jumbo. Lee, before you even jump down me, I don't care what's considered canon. I don't care what you saw on a television or on a cartoon. I'm talking about what we are seeing now on screen with these shows that are already out there that are considered canon. That's what I'm going on. That's the first thing that I wanted to say. Everything else about this show, I actually liked it. I liked this show. Through and through, both episodes, they were fantastic. Don't, 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 just don't mess up. The other thing that I want to touch on is the fact that, well, essentially two things. Anakin was referenced twice, once in each episode, and we get... We get the witch, and I'm I, I and I called this. I called this when we were talking about Mandalorian. We get the witch saying Thrawn calls to me across time and space. This is happening. 
Huh? Yep. This is act. I cannot believe that they're actually doing that. Where there's a whole other galaxy, and they have to build this massive machine to go there, and you get the line calls to me across time and space. Yeah. This is going to be the show where they write Anakin back into the story. I'm calling it. There is going to be some element of time travel. They're going to find a way to do this. This is going to be where it is. So my guess would either be clone or force ghost. But but full on time. time. Full on time. She said across time and space. If she had just said, if she had just said, Thrawn calls to me across space, fine. We're just talking about distance now. Time and space. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's important. It's I'm really not ignoring that. Time no. and space. I He's said during Mandalorian, I, I, and I wasn't joking, eventually Star Wars is going to get to the point where they introduce time travel. This is where it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. How, though? I don't care how, but it's going to happen. <laughs> it's, 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 it's clear as day. It's clear as day. Why else... Why else would you heavily reference Anakin in two completely different scenes, in two completely different episodes, unless you're gearing everything up for that? That is the only it, reason is because they're trying to tie Ahsoka to Anakin, which and is fine. Explain that, for people, explain that to people who never watched any of the animated stuff. Right, but she's always been his Padawan. He's not dead. But you guys don't know that, and because he's you only not, know that because I told you. But he's still not dead though, because this is before. This is before. This is after Returns. This is after. This is after or Returns. Returns yeah, it's right after. This Returns. is after. This is after the rebellion fell, which is another mm-hmm. thing. Which is a That's thing that true. I kind of have a problem with because the first episode opens up with um with um the guy there and he's making this speech and he's blah 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 and he's waiting for whatever girl and he's like, he doesn't give a date. He doesn't give a time. He doesn't give a year. He just says several years ago today the empire was defeated. It, it, it would be really nice if we could get an actual like year, not just we don't just say that. several. He said but we several. Never get that. We never get time and date in Star Wars. Ever, ever, ever. Mm. Never once. Five years. Why don't you guys understand that? Yeah. Five years. Ha ha. Ha ha. Why does everybody keep getting it wrong? <laughs> Seven years. You're lying. <laughs> so, no, it, yeah, it, those, those, the, are, the those only, are my big, only, those, those are my big takeaways time, from this show. Right. The only time set that they ever use for Star Wars is the, the, the battle that was in episode one. Episode four. What's it called? When they blew up the first Death Star. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's they, the, they explain that, yeah. yeah. That's the only time stamp for quote-unquote that's ever used in Star Wars. Yeah, outside of ABY that, and all that stuff. Outside of that, it's Star Wars is never time-stamped. Ever, ever, ever. It's just, it is time-stamped. A long time ago. In the galaxy far, far away. In the galaxy far, far away. One galaxy they were focusing on. And now this show brings up another galaxy. And it's like blowing everybody in this galaxy's mind that they might be able to travel to another galaxy. I'm going to blow your mind on this one, though. If you actually play the Star Wars video games. Mm -hmm. um, Which ones? The newest ones. So there's there's Jedi Survivor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is another galaxy in this game. Galaxy? Galaxy, dimension, yeah. Yep. Hidden they also the... go to Dathomir in the first one. Hidden from With the, the... Where the Night Sisters are. Yes. When you're facing all those uh, you Dathomirians fight. that you, look you... like... Yeah, I know. 
right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's actually hidden from the Empire. Have you ever, have you started those games at all yet, Will? Oh, yeah, not really. Played. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, well, I I've played through. I didn't pay all that much attention to the story, and I really couldn't get into um, Fallen Order. Was it? I I I I'll I'll go back and I'll pick it up again someday, but it's just not going to be right now. But no, regardless, when you get into it, it's amazing. I believe you. The, and then when you get to Survivor, it's it's a whole nother level. It's fantastic. It's a whole new world. It's a whole new world. A new fantastic Stop. point of view. Anyway, but no, there's so there is talk of other universe galaxies, universes, dimensions, all kind of weird stuff in the, in the video game as well too. Fine. So that doesn't surprise this is the me. first time that we've heard it here in this content in this context in this setting brought it up in live action yes i i i maybe it's me maybe i hung on that line a little bit too hard but the fact that you have a witch talking about time and space yeah okay but that could be used a different that could be used as in like he's talking to her and he's projecting himself and what he was saying two years ago is reaching her today type deal. That would also be time and space. I don't think that's the way telepathy works, but okay. Mm. When you're that <laughs> far away. Yeah. It's like when Why? you're when you're slingshot, like when you get too close to the sun, you know, time speeds up type deal. What makes you think that, that would telepathy be like would be bound by distance? I didn't telepathy. Say, he I didn't have telepathy. I didn't say telepathy. I said pro- oh. he projected himself. Like Maybe he projected himself. That's telepathy. No. <laughs> no. It was a telekinesis. No, Which one? Telekinesis uh, is when you move astro- things. Telepathy astro- is when you talk to astro- somebody with your brain. Astro- but I'm saying like astro projection type stuff. Like he's sending himself. That's still telepathy. <laughs> no. It's like it's a, it's a common sci-fi thing. If you're telepathic, you can speak to somebody or show somebody things with like your mind. Like that's the way, and we understand that that's how the force works, right? We've never been introduced to a concept where it's bound by distance. It's always like an immediate thing. I don't think I don't think that Thrawn is going to show this witch something, and it's actually oh, this was two years ago. No, it's only been bound by it's only been bound by distance in this galaxy. We have no you- idea what it, what it looks like when it's another whole galaxy and. In- even more light years away. We have no idea what that's like. So we'll you get find out. A- we'll 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 find out about that. But it was pretty heavily implied. If they bring time travel into it, I'm oh, noping out big. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Noping out big this is I'm going to happen. Big. It should not happen in Star Wars. Because then, if Disney does that, I'm going to sue Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I'm gonna file. A, I'm gonna go to the courts of Florida, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna file a lawsuit against Disney. You are, and I'm gonna do it on the basis of you are ruining every person over the age of thirty their childhood. And I'm willing to bet I could get signatures from oh. a hundred thousand people. What if they go ahead and pull a Terminator Genesis, where they just rewrite Episode Four, and like, oh yeah, remember how this was gonna happen? No, sorry, I'm picking you up. We're going over here now. It's like, oh wait, great. Well, there are talks of rewriting. Seven, eight, and nine. I I did hear about retconning that. Yeah, and probably wouldn't that, be the that, that would not be the worst be idea. Be, <laughs> it wouldn't be the worst idea. I mean, Herman sausage is good for certain situations, but I think the reality is we all kind of agree that 
although there are good things to take out of that that tr that sequel trilogy it was not a cohesive thing and it did not fit i get that but it's now the it's now the story that we know as much as bad as it is you can't rewrite history and but disney can do whatever they want because they got the dough they're losing the dough because well, they're doing stuff like that no they are losing big time mm -hmm. well that's one way to look at it <laughs> mm. um so the couple of things i want to touch upon here um what did you guys think about how how ahsoka's lightsabers finger yes I'm touching okay um the way that she entered that um, the night sister. That was awesome. You thought that was cool how she threw her sabers down. That was like, yeah. just, like sick. Cut through it. That yeah. was fantastic. I thought that was pretty cool. It was sick. I'm just thinking like, you. Uh, okay, it was stone, so that makes sense, I guess. I'm just thinking how long it took for them to like cut through doors when they were in ships with the lightsaber, and here she's just like, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like I saw it the first time, but then I I ended up watch the second time watching it through. I rewound it like three times to make sure I saw what I saw because she was totally not even holding on to them. She was just force force holding them. Force oh yeah, holding them, cutting Full through. On. Like that's pretty sick. That's it's awesome. pretty cool. And it was really yeah, cool. Like, she she goes. Well, the thing like when you're talking about in Phantom Menace when you have Qui Gon putting his saber yeah, yeah, through yeah. the door, it was thicker than the stone that she cut through. Right, because it yeah, because it was, it was like actual four doors that right. it was cutting through. But they also do it in video games as well that you have to put your saber through it and twist and twist and twist until finally you can break through the door. No, they they've I think they did it. I don't know if it was in um uh the I want you want to say Force Awakens the uh, Force Unleashed. It might have been that, or it might have been in um, Episode Three Revenge of the Sith. Um, either way, I, I played a ton of Star Wars games that were on like PS2 and. Uh, we and stuff like that. Anyway, um, it was one of those. And I, I, I did like it. So I'm not saying I don't like it. It's just at first I was kind of like, whoa, like, can she do that? I'm like, oh, yeah, she could totally do that. And it was it was cool. It wasn't super thick. It was fairly thin for what it was. Um, I, I like that she was like portaling them through by just cutting holes through. Yeah, pretty much. That was really um, cool, too. I never thought in a million years that I was going to see a scene that was going to reference both Indiana Jones and Fifth Element. So, <laughs> yeah. So what was, your, what was your Indiana Jones uh, pickup? When she's running. when I Because I know the scene. The scene is iconic. When Indy's running from the you know cave or whatever that's collapsing and he's running towards the plane just to get away well, from the explosion. Ball. Well, it was a ball that was chasing him. A giant ball. Yeah, but when he's running to the plane, he's actually running from people shooting at him. Right. He's running from a... Okay. From, uh, which which could be something that was in I think Star Trek uh, Into Darkness the beginning of that one yeah, yeah so he's jumping to the ship when, he's, yeah, yeah. he's running away from the village people and that was the village people okay but that's that, that's just the first place my mind went that's just the first place my mind went was Indiana Jones but okay. when she actually like fell into the cave it's like full on Fifth Element <laughs> like it's one hundred percent full Fifth Element I'm really surprised she didn't like blow on something burn one thing yes. drip water on another and then pour it, it actually it, it looked totally like those it, pillars it actually wasn't Fifth Element what was it it was actually Underworld. Okay, I haven't watched Underworld in you haven't like seen twenty it. years. Yeah, but it's she when, no, she when... shot her way. She shot yeah, the roof or the, she... or the no, she shot the ground out and fell through. Yeah. The same way as yeah. Ahsoka yeah. did. Right. Yeah, I'm talking about the cave that she ended up in. 
Wiley Coyote cuts cuts holes in the ground with saws. The next thing you know, it, you know everything else. Like no, he, he goes, cuts, he, he cuts goes holes down. in the sa- in the in a cliff and just falls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, and the rest of it falls. But the but cliff her just... her landing, everything was underworld. Every the the every. I'll give you that. It was all underworld. I'll give you that. Yeah. Once she gets down there, and you have, I, I will admit, when she got down there. And you have all the different... And she's just hugging the pillars. The, and, yeah. and she's looking at it. I, I was half expecting someone to go... It looked like it. It looked like that was going to happen. There's yeah. four. What's the fifth? <laughs> Multi-pass. Yeah. They had the Multi-pass. whole self-destruct thing where they all yeah. stopped down. Just like, And then she's like, I got to go. And I'm like, how big are these explosions? I didn't expect them to have that much... You know, was, TNT. You know, it was a big, it was a big bada boom. Big bada boom. Another thing I thought was really interesting is they're they're uh, referring to her as Fulcrum. Um, that was a big deal in Rebels because Fulcrum was kind of their, um, like their spy within the Empire. So it was the Rebel spy within the Empire who had all this information, and it was one dude who was re- referred to as Fulcrum, and then eventually became her. Um, I forgot the dude's name. I. Fulcrum. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, yeah. And there was a dude in there who was originally Fulcrum. Um, and then eventually she became Fulcrum because she was able to get a lot of this information. So she was helping the rebels, but not like officially with them. Now she is, but still referred to as Fulcrum. So was it the dude playing a dude? Disguised as another dude. As another dude? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Um, anyway, I, I thought it was really interesting. You know, they bring all these characters in. Again, we're at a time right now where contact lenses are just cartoony looking and really ridiculous. I don't know what happened after Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, when suddenly it was like, hey, all contact lenses look like they did in white chicks. And now that's just what they look like. They don't look natural at all. The girl, the the green girl, whatever her name is. Yeah, with her green eyes. Ahsoka, again. It's like, when you saw Dr. Evil and Mini-Me and Goldmember, their eyes looked ridiculous. It was like a totally different type of contact lens. You watch the first Austin Powers movie, he's wearing blue contacts, but it doesn't look ridiculous. It looks natural. Like, oh, dude's got blue eyes. That's cool. Well, I think it's meant to be more alien. I'm talking all movies now. If you see any movie, when they're wearing blue contacts, everything since like 2000, it's been weird looking. I don't understand how technology got worse. Because they're probably not using contacts. They're probably just doing over the eyes. They're using contacts. They are. There's no way they're doing it over the eyes. It, it's contact lenses. Star Trek started it. Yeah, with but first, that was with the first contact. Okay. Right. Wow. <sighs> <sighs> I'm trying to think about what else happened in the first episode that was like a thing that I wanted That's to reference. There was there was some, there was something else that happened in the first episode where I was like, ooh, I want to talk about this, and now I can't even remember what it was. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, if you remember it, bring it up. <laughs> um, Ryder Azadi, uh, that's a real big deal. So um, what's his face there? Clancy, Clancy Brown, played a character in Rebels called Ryder Azadi, Azadi, and here he is as like the leader of Lothal. Kind of cool to see he took over as the leader, but he's also reprising his role as the character there. Mm. Um, so that's great. I love that. Um, I don't like that they cut her hair. That's what she looked like at the end of Rebels. 
With short hair? Super short. I actually I had to rewatch the last episode to remind myself because I'm like, her hair was never that short. But no, at the end of it, when she became um, Ahsoka's apprentice at the very, very end, like the final scene of Rebels, she cuts her hair even shorter. So when she's an apprentice, she cuts her hair short. Yes. Because all apprentices do that. I guess so. But she didn't have the braid. Yeah. She should have kept the braid. Well, she had a one. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, no, Padawan is Jedi, Apprentice is dark, is Sith. So there's that. Um, but, yeah, the interesting thing, too, is That's true, she's, she's not part of the Order, so she can't have a technically a Padawan. I guess not, but she refers to her as a Padawan at the end of the, the next episode. Um, but, interesting enough, they, they had this mural of the original Rebels, which was Hera and Sabine, and Ezra, and Kanan, and Zeb, and Chopper, and it's very cartoony looking. Yeah. It, it looks exactly like the mural that was in the show. Oh, was, really? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's like completely the exact same thing, just cut out and put in there. So they're, they're super heavy tying into it in a way where it's just like, oh, no, you really need to just watch this as a continuation of that show, but now it's focused more on Ahsoka being the leader of what's going on here and everybody else being a supporting character. Um, so that was there. It was pretty interesting. The whole fulcrum thing. Um, oh, I know what I wanted to bring up. Why is go. the New Republic stupid? <laughs> um, so you have no dude. You, you have dude who's like in charge of this like junkyard or whatever, and they're yeah. like processing Over new parts. Corellia. And they're really and they're 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 riding oh, in like a hover thing like through the junk area and and he's like you will find ex imperials on every level of the republican government i'm, I'm sorry of the new republic government what right. why this is dumb well, because this is they, so stupid I, i'm pretty sure they did ask a question about it at one point like very like a quick question and then he kind of explained it i think he was using that as a as a way to be like if you find something you know, just well, remember he, he that explained they're it all as they're all kind of reprogrammed. They don't care who they work for; they're just looking to get paid. Yeah, yeah but that's so clearly not the, that's it, clearly not the case. You got the guy in like him. the control room going for the empire, and he just starts opening fire on people. And I'm like, how is this? This is this is what it's going to turn into, though, right? Well, right, like, right. But the, all the people that are working there are the same as what's his name from the second. What's his name? For, Benicio del Toro's character. Mm -hmm. He was. He didn't care who he worked for. He just wanted yeah, to get paid. Smelt, smelt. Smelt. Yeah. Good conductor. Yeah. But there's there's that's that's the whole point though is they're there they don't care who they work for, they're there just to get paid. Now, I think that whole thing. Cares. I think that whole thing was just build up to prove that they do care who they work for, because well, they're clearly cares. some of them. He Some cares. people are there just to when work. they're when they're Probably making their theory. way when they're making their way through the junkyard. All of the workers in this area are giving Ahsoka dirty looks. Not they do not want her there. Just because they might hate the Jedi doesn't mean they are that they're that they're for the Empire. Accurate. <clears throat> okay, that's accurate. A lot okay. of people. You see the Jedi come, you're like, oh, great, what's going to happen now? Right. Like, The guy stands <laughs> up and says, for the Empire, and then a bunch of them get hauled off the prison. Yeah, yeah. like 12 of them out of the hundreds that work there. Mm. Okay. I mean, I, at first, do you know, so I, I, was, I was watching this, I was like, what does this guy play on? House. Oh, that dude? House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he played on, what is one of the doctors on House, like yeah. third or fourth season in. 
Yeah, he did oh, look yeah. super familiar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember him now. Okay. So, um, a little cameo there. I mean, I think he's done. I don't think we'll ever see him again. Nah. Um, but the cool one of the cool scenes was when she's on the when she is okay. Two things: was it me, or was this city? It was you. Okay. <laughs> Asgard on a planet. Asgard on a planet. What? What? So. So you know how Asgard in Marvel, uh huh, you have where what's his name for you know who has Des and Troy, you uh-huh. know he's protecting the portal. Oh yeah. And then there's the big rainbow road that goes into the big city. Uh huh. Well, she has the tower with the big straight road that goes into the city, and if you look at it, it looks very much like okay, Asgard. Okay, you're talking about the the okay of the aesthetics of it. Yeah, it looks yeah. like okay. Asgard, but. On an actual planet where Asgard is just kind of sitting there floating in space. Oh, yeah, on flat Earth. <laughs> no, it's just Asgard. Yeah. Like, the waterfalls just fall into space. Yeah. Um, but the this flat Earth. looks like Asgard on an actual planet. But when she's speeding away and they're trying to stop her, and the, the, girl, that la- the girl lands her ship and she's like, she's not stopping. Mm-hmm. She's not stopping. Yeah. And all of a sudden, she just, like, locks, like, she retracts all the stuff on her speeder and yeah. then just ducks underneath and just mm-hmm. continues. That was awesome. You thought that was awesome? That was super cool. I thought it was cliche. I thought it was really cool, too. Okay. Are you a movie guy? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I thought you was smug. <laughs> Eskimos are nice. I think Eskimos are, most... Eskimos are smug. <laughs> I thought, it was, I I thought it was really... I was expecting... Maybe she would like jump, like Jedi jump over it, and nah. the speeder would go underneath it. But she like dropped. I never saw speeders do that before. I thought it was really cool. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, again, we we've been seeing in these shows like other sides of this galaxy, other places. Like when when you saw in Kenobi when they went to that place, it was like you know, kind of the underground. Everything's like you know, hey, want to buy some death sticks type place, you know. And you're seeing that. We're seeing kind of the gritty underbelly of things that we didn't notice before. And we're seeing different things here as well. What? <laughs> I can't keep looking at you with your headphones I'm just, like that. My ear's hot. Anyway, great. I'll just be uncomfortable for your viewing pleasure. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I think that they're, they're really trying to break out of the... The the aesthetics that we've all been comfortable with, where Star Wars has been a space western, <laughs> and um, now they're getting out of the space western feel and getting more into like the urban feel. And here's what happens here, and here's what happens. You've got technology that works and it's not like you know full of sand, you know. Like anyway, that's what's happening here. It's also why they're playing the music that they're playing. Like not that see, was that, that took me out of it. That took me out of it. When she's riding on the speeder and all of a sudden, like, rock music starts playing, I'm like, what is well, that? This it, it feels me weird. Of, of, it reminded me of Star Trek. Star Trek. When he's going down on the bike and they're playing I thought, Sabotage. I thought, yeah. the exact, same exact thing. I thought the yeah. exact same they're, thing. They're trying to modernize this old story. I don't you know. know it, it, in a, a sci-fi it universe. It fit in Star Trek, though. It fit here for... It doesn't... I don't think it fits here. Asian pop, like Asian rock. You know, like, okay, cool. I don't yeah, think it fits I, I here that, at all. It's it, fit, it felt Star weird. Star Wars, what does it fit in Star Trek? Yeah. Star Trek, because it was back on Earth. Okay. And he was driving a car, uh-huh. listening to music from Earth. Uh-huh. 
it makes sense. So where do you think that music was from? It doesn't matter. Exactly, it doesn't matter. So why are we hung up on music sounding like because music? Because Star Wars has never used like rock music before. So Star Wars has always used music that to us sounded classical. really weird. It's classical. Yes. No. Yeah, he John Williams have always used You're talking uh, about a score. That's not a score. But that's all that's all Star Wars usually has always been. No, Star mm-hmm. Wars heard... Star Wars is like that's yeah. Star Wars. That's, that's Star Wars. Outside, Star Wars. Outside you know, of the score, no, you know right. you know what I mean. Like that's typically like the music like style mm-hmm. of a Star Wars thing. Not that's like what I'm getting at. not like that's a full a full at. set band. <laughs> They're not in a saloon in a western like I think, you know. I think the that's music here felt, I, that felt weird to me. It doesn't. It, I don't think it. Fits. I get it, but that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to push us, you know, progressively into a new like. This is Star Wars now. We're getting out of what you're comfortable with and moving into something else, and we're gonna have a whole new galaxy to go through too. Disney, I hate you. <sighs> yeah, do you like Disney? I hate Disney. Okay, you like Disney? I hate Disney too. Okay, I thought so. I hate both knees. Um, so what were your I, thoughts? What were your thoughts on some on Sabine like Tony Starking the map in order to, you know, figure all that stuff out? Like that was clearly just like when he created that new element. You know, when he's putting things together and you know, like, oh here it is. Something I didn't notice. When he took the he took the model of, of the, the expo or whatever and like took things out and moved things around and suddenly it all made sense. That happens in a lot of movies. I think it's fine. Um, it was very on the nose, I think, Tony Indi- Stark. Indiana Jones did it too. Raiders of the Last Ark, when he was on the cave and he had to put the, the pole in, he had to figure the whole thing That's out. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about her sitting there. I'm not talking about when, when Elsbeth did it. I'm talking about when Sabine was in her little workshop. I know what you're and talking about. she was literally taking like a scan of something and then removing things and yes. then manipulating those things just to see what it might look like. And that's how she got she the did. code she and the key. She didn't manipulate anything. Oh, she did. No, that was, the, d- that was the base of it. She took things out. Uh-huh. And then she saw it. Uh huh. Because she was just focused. She didn't manipulate. We didn't see that little triad thing until way later. It was later. always on the bottom, and it had the sides around it. And mm-hmm. then she took the pillars out. Then mm-hmm. she took the sides out. And then she looked at it and she there enhanced it. But it was always there. We just didn't see it. Same exact thing as what Stark did when he when he scanned that whole model. Yes, and he did it. it's it's identical. Yeah, and it was the arc reactor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, not the arc reactor. It was, it was the new the new element that he created. I don't think I have a problem. I don't have a problem with her doing that because at least the show went through the trouble of showing her actually like trying to figure it out and thinking about it, as opposed to us coming back and oh, she just has the answer and we're off. Right. You know, they, right. it's and one of my it's, it's one of my big pro it's one of my big problems with the other way of doing that is just coming in like midway through the figuring out part and you just get the ending, like Star Wars with a well. Vengeance, the, how they have the um <laughs> the water jugs and they just come back and like the answer's half solved and it's like, well, how did you do it? We don't know, but it's we're we're done now, so. So we're moving on. That way of doing things like that is stupid. They should actually show did, something. Did you say Star Wars with a vengeance? <laughs> did I really? Yes. Die hard. Die hard. <laughs> die hard with I don't think I saw that one. <laughs> I was like, that's a new one. I'm sorry. Is, is that canon? <laughs> I'm sorry. Die hard with a vengeance. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's spot on. Star that's Wars fan- with a vengeance. That's fantastic. I want to see that movie. <laughs> That, that's every fan made. Yes. That's every fan made film after Disney took yes. over. Great. Yes, I love it. 
no, I mean, I get that too. I, it's definitely much better than her standing in the exact spot she needs to with a dagger that shows her where the dark, the Death yeah. Star remains are. It's like, oh, good thing you were standing exactly there. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Oh, well, it points right. Well, to she the spot. fell. She fell there. The ship <laughs> tossed her. So <laughs> it was well written. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, we get this. We get this. This thing that that Sabine's a rebel. Now, Sabine's character. One thing that was really funny about her in Rebels, she always had explosives in her pocket. It was like every like that was like her signature thing. Is she would just like throw these explosives on things and then run away like ha ha ha, and things would blow up. Like that was just her thing. And they haven't introduced that yet here. And I'm I'm hoping it's because they're showing that she's grown up. But I'm really hoping that she just pulls out these little explosives. I thought she did. Little round things that she pulled out at one point. And did what? Where at them? I didn't see it. When? She was to go blow something up with it. What'd she blow up? I don't remember this at all. Yeah, she pulled out the... And she was fighting the droids, and they knocked it out of her hand. Okay. Oh, so she didn't actually get to Oh, she didn't get to yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember sense. that. I remember that, that yeah. Sense. Yeah. So... Well, I, what I don't understand... Okay, that... That... Okay. He, here's... So you made a big stink about this in Titans, but you say nothing here. So a motorcycle falls on the head of a guy in Titans. We say nothing, and you're like, you're, you're doing the whole Will Smith and Wild Wild West. It fell on a man's yeah. head. Yeah. In this case, you have a 85-pound 85 woman, uh -huh. okay, punching with her bare fists uh -huh. metal droids. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, 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 and she's 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 fighting. I'm pretty sure I skipped that part. She's fighting, fist fighting uh -huh. with metal droids and yeah. she's winning. Oh yeah. Like when she, when the metal when one of the droids puts her in a headlock, mm -hmm. she ain't getting out of that. <laughs> no, no. Unless she unless she happens to have her lightsaber on her mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. cut which she ends up doing she oh. steals the guy she steals his his blaster. Yeah. Fine. Well there's something that I didn't bring up. That it's it's very valid, the force. No, she didn't. She use the, has the force, but she wasn't using the force. She's. A I don't think she uh, knows anything yet. I mean, she was a Padawan at one point. I mean, she even pulled out a lightsaber. She had a lightsaber at one point that she like grabbed, and then somebody made a comment. I think in this show, right, that that was Ezra's as, lightsaber. Ezra's, yeah. yeah. Ezra, no, the droid. Ezra made the a new droid. lightsaber. So Ezra's lightsaber was actually really really cool. His first lightsaber was a gun slash lightsaber and it was really awesome like if he held it like this he could shoot it and then he could ignite it and use it like a lightsaber and it was amazing because he was like a junkyard kid you know who did what he did and then he became a padawan and it, was, it fit his character right. perfectly yeah the the, uh, the, so droid, awesome. the droid said that is your lightsaber and she goes no it's ezra's right and he goes well no you ezra made it but then you did your own thing to it which right. now makes it yours yeah there was a scene. So in Jedi Survivor, mm -hmm. there is a Jedi who basically is frozen in carbonite without being frozen in carbonite. He is what's it what, when you're um, not carbonite, you're um, cryosleep. Cryosleep. Yeah. He was put, put put in cryosleep for hundreds of years. What seems like hundreds of years. It could have been fifty years. They don't give you a timeline because they never do in Star Wars. Thanks, Star Wars. But he has. He, 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 he has his, he wakes up from cryo sleep and he has his lightsaber and 
he takes out the crystal because mm-hmm. his lightsaber is like a gold or a yellow. Yeah, yeah. And he's super mad at the Jedi Order. So he holds the lights, the, the crystal up and it like floats in his hand and he does something to it and it turns deep red and he puts it back into the saber and it becomes a deep red color lightsaber. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was really cool showing how he went to the dark side. Because okay. all the because when you're a Jedi, you could have a purple saber, you could have a yellow saber, you could have a blue saber, you could have a green saber. You can have all these. Green typically meant you were like Jedi Knight material. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the dark side, it's always red. Yeah. Always red. You never see anything else. Mm-hmm. So what it was did really, purple mean? The purple meant you were Samuel L. Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson. and you got whatever you, you wanted. You got whatever you wanted because he's the only purple one. Mm-hmm. You know his lightsaber had BMF inscribed on it, right? Probably. Probably. Oh, it did. I wouldn't no, it be surprised. Did. No, he, he specifically did it. It's inscribed in the metal. So I had a, I was like at the car. Not like, a joke. I used to sell cars for a living, right? I did it for almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. And one of my sales managers, who I followed for like three years in, my in, in the industry, I will follow him. Yeah. He was a huge, huge Pulp Fiction fan. Mm. And he's like, I want the wallet. So I went for Christmas and oh, I yeah. found Will's him. Got it. I found him the wallet. Yeah. And I, I brought him the wallet. Um, that wall has been retired. Oh, I had it for like a decade. It was falling apart. Valid. Yeah. I have to, I have to buy new... a new one. Hmm? <laughs> They're like 10 bucks now. Yeah. No, 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 no. This one I had was real leather, and it was really. Oh, boring. you bought a real actual? Oh, yeah. I bought real a real one. one. It was like thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. Actually, oh, wow. no. When I bought it, it, was probably closer to forty. It wasn't cheap. I can't stand that though. Why does Why does he have to do? Like, I'm gonna pull in, like, even in when he did Secret Invasion, he had to pull in other movies to go into that movie. Well, yeah. Why? Because he's Samuel that, Jackson. That's what he does. That's yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I think it's like in his rider. If you let me in this, I have to make a little thing in there that's like an Easter egg, or like you know whatever you want to call it beyond an Easter egg. Well, how come he? How come he's never done an Easter egg for snakes on a plane? No, because no, his no. Easter eggs are generally from Pulp Fiction. Pr- pretty much. You didn't like snakes on a plane? No. Not because he's stupid. had it. I've had it with these. I, it was so on the, stupid. On the Monday to Friday, it was so train. stupid. You know what? It's not even. It's not even the ridiculous of of, of snakes being on a plane and they're running amok. Keenan Thompson is then trusted with landing the plane because he plays a video game. <laughs> you know, I only watched that movie once when it first came out. Never need to watch it again. No, uh, don't remember it as vividly as you do. <laughs> I've watched it twice. I don't know. I watched it once, and I was like, maybe, it, maybe it was one of those things. Where you're like, <laughs> maybe if I if I watch it again, it might be better. Nope, it was the worse. Best, <laughs> the best thing about working at Blockbuster is you got to see all the um, oh, I just lost the Asylum Pictures versions of movies, like Snakes on a Train. Yes, <laughs> that's why I always get it mixed up. Then they had Transmorphers. Ooh. Um, they had they had all these movies that were basically the same thing, but then you watch it and you're like. Oh, they just took the basic concept but completely changed the movie and it almost like you wouldn't compare it. Right. Like it was just, it was just bad. Like the story made no sense. It didn't go Speaking anywhere. Speaking of that, did you guys see that Cocaine Bear is on Amazon for free? Oh, yay. Wow. Cocaine Bear. 
We watched a movie last night. I kept saying, this must be Cocaine Bear. Oh, the bear didn't show up. It was Cocaine Wolf. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it was just, it was ridiculous. Totally out of ideas. Totally out of ideas. Just everything is, I don't know. Sharknado. I'm I'm sorry. Sharks of the Corn. They did. They did seven Sharknado movies. Yeah, that first one though. Seven. That first one. That first. That first Sharknado movie was was the death of Tara Reid. No, Death of Tara Reid is Alone in the Dark. No, that was before Sharknado. Uh huh. And then she did Sharknado. Yeah, Alone in the Dark was fantastic. The bad. No, it, <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Come on. Seriously, Christian Slater was not good in that movie? Christian Slater no. is not good in anything that he does. He was great in I Star found, Trek. I found a picture of, of early Christians and then Christian Slater. <laughs> he was great in Star Trek when he opened the door and made an announcement to Jim Kirk. Kind he was of. also great. He was fantastic in Robin Hood. I no, liked him I in know, Robin no, Hood. No, he wasn't. That was my introduction to Christian Slater. Yeah. But that's also one of my all-time favorite movies, too. Okay. Nobody so I have a question. I have yeah. a question. Is Lee, is, is Lee. Ahsoka supposed to be as stoic as Rosaria Dawson is playing? Um. Yes. Okay. All right. Because that's that's the only thing that I was like, ah, this doesn't feel like a Star Wars Jedi kind of upbeat attitude character that we're used to seeing Jedi in. She's very, uh, like, subdued. So so what happened to her is before the end of Clone Wars, of, you know, the show, um, she started seeing... um, she started seeing what Anakin said. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Like, you know, whatever. She was starting to see that even the Jedi Order, like, was not doing what they were supposed to be doing. She was seeing issues with leadership. So another and, another character another character is just mad at Anakin. Well, she wasn't mad at Anakin. No. Okay. No. No, 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 no. She later on came back and faced him, and that's where that whole uh, Kenobi uh, scene where the mask was half off originally was done with her oh, and wow. Anakin and Rebels, and it was fantastically done. Um, uh, it must have been Rebels. It, it was either Rebels at the end of the, of, um, the Clone Wars. But um, her character went through some stuff, and she went from she started off as like a little kid, like a 14-year-old, and then by the end, when you saw her, she was just kind of like quiet, stoic, as you said, you know, yeah. kind of ominous, yeah. you know, kind of all knowing because she took the step back and was able to see kind of all the sides. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see her with her two sabers here, um, which is a little bit different than what she had before when she first started. And also she's kind of not Jedi ish. She's using some dark stuff. Like some of some of her force stuff is a little dark. Yeah, and and that's because she stepped away from the Jedi Order and is still force sensitive, still connected and using the force, but she's doing her own thing. Right. She is not a Jedi and she is not a Sith. She is, you know, more of a Jedi than she is Sith, but she's kind of walking that line as well, and that's what makes her character really cool. Okay. So I like what they're doing here. I kind of wish that she would open up a little bit more, but it's not the way that they wrote the character. So, okay. Okay. I mean, we'll see what happens as it goes on. I kind of hope that she does open up. Well, I mean, was it was it um, it was John Krasinski that played 
um, Mr. Fantastic in the Doctor Correct. Strange movie, right? Yep. Yes. So as much as that was a fan, that was a fan, you know, the the the, the writers and the producers were, you know, giving fans homage fans, to fans willed with, Krasinski into existence right. for that role. Yes. Wasn't and Rosario da Rosario Dawson thing. the same yes. thing for Ahsoka? We want her in there, and she goes, "I'm all for it. Let's do it." Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And 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 honestly, she is perfect. She looks just like her. Oh, she has a great job. It's well, it's fantastic. Right. It's absolutely fantastic. Okay. I liked her better in Men in Black Two. No. Wow. <laughs> no. Wow. In, in, Dare in Daredevil. Mm-hmm. On oh, the show. Yeah. The yeah. show. Yeah. 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 She was fantastic in Daredevil. Yeah, she was. I was just asking because I, like I wanted to know if she was being true to the character or not. Oh, yeah. No, okay, for good. what the character turned into by the end, absolutely spot on. I think when you get people that are trying to give a nod to the fans and they step into that role, mm. I think the actor is always trying to give, make the character be as real as possible. I think it's the writers, the producers, and the directors that ruin it, not the actor. In many cases, yeah. I don't, but I don't yeah. think he was trying to blame her i think he's no just, he's looking at it from a standpoint of like is this character rosaria dawson outside of it you know, right is this character true to yes. what we saw and honestly if you've got dave filoni backing it up it's going to be spot on and so far everything's spot on even the actor who's who's playing uh, sabine the actress she's um she doesn't sound like sabine but i mean this is years later so obviously it makes sense this is after luke and all that stuff so she's older but her character makes sense you know, it's all she's always been kind of like, you know, leery, like not sure if she wants to go forward with certain things because she's like, no, I don't trust this. She was always a rebel in her own way. And it's she's matching up with it. Ezra, perfect Ezra, the way that they showed him here. Um, you know, Hera, pretty spot on. So I think everybody here is spot on to what they were, what their characters were created to be way, way before the show was even a thought. Uh, so, and I have I have one more question just about like canon things. Mm -hmm. Is Thrawn ushering in the New Order? So I don't know what they're doing here because again, That's Snoke. The, the, it's one. Of, well, no, I'm <laughs> like Snoke was Thrawn, no, no. Thrawn is still Republic. All is still is still Old Republic Empire. All the yes, way. That, but that's why I'm um, asking. Like, because it kind of feels so, like, like, because you have all these. Well. Even though they you might disagree with me, you have all these characters who are introduced on these on the show who's like still loyal to what the Empire was, and now you have a witch and two Sith going off to get somebody who's like all powerful, and we know eventually where things kind of end up with the New Republic. It it goes by the wayside, and like the New Order kind of steps in. So I'm wondering, like, is this Thrawn yeah. ushering that in? Uh, they might use that to connect the two. It'd be now, interesting. Again, the, the trilogy that I'm going through right now via audiobook, the Aftermath trilogy, um, might have the answer to that because it is considered canon. Disney is considering it canon. Because hmm. um, okay. it's fairly new-ish and it comes out like, you know, pretty much right after the the um, second Death Star is destroyed. And where I'm at right now in the beginning, I'm, I'm literally only a chapter in after the, the prologue and stuff, is... Um, he's out and about in like a little ship, whatever it has like a weapon on it, like nothing too crazy, not sure what to do. And then he comes, he gets, um, who, who who's he wedge. Oh, okay. Um, so he's out there and then he gets stumbled upon by like a star destroyer. And he's like, uh, I 
we destroyed the empire. What's going on? You know, and there's still an empire, an empirical present or an imperial presence, and nobody really understands why and how. So I'm wondering if they're going to bring Thrawn into this trilogy as well, um, as if it's a part of it. Um, but the thing is, I never read the new Thrawn trilogy that came out like five, six, seven years ago that's considered canon. So I don't really know where things are going to fall with this and if this is going to lead into that. But I wouldn't be surprised if Thrawn, Thrawn's presence does lead to the New Republic. Yeah, um, it kind of feels or, like... Not, not New Republic. What are they, what are they the called? The New Order. Like, first Order. The first, first Order. order. Yeah. yeah, First Order. I'm sorry. So, I thought it was... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's where... You don't want to see the rise of Snoke? Come on. Jeez, oh, I will never wow. see that. Wow. I, I still say Snoke is that stormtrooper who bumped his head in, in A New Hope. Oh. It's got to be. Yeah. You know, when he walked into the door there and that's what happened to his head. <laughs> it fits. It all fits. I want to see I want to see the actual rise of Jar Jar because he's the one been behind this whole thing. He's actually Darth Plagueis. <laughs> we never knew that. Um, if, they better just do it. At this point, they've already pooped all over everything else. They might as well just do that. And like, oh, see, now Jar Jar makes sense and we can forgive it because nobody expects him. Um, I love how you say I love how you say they poop over everything else when I don't think anything that Star Wars has done has been completely killing to the franchise. Oh, Boba Fett. The Last Jedi. Boba Fett. I forgive the sequel trilogy because there was a lot of behind the scenes thing that was going on between two directors. If they're I, I don't through. fault I don't fault that on Disney or the Star Wars franchise. I fault that with two people who just had massive egos and wanted to compete with one another. Boba if, Fett. If they're going to I cancel know. movies, like mm-hmm. the DC Batgirl movie that they canceled after they shot like the entire thing, if they're going to cancel things like that, why wouldn't they have canceled this this back and forth thing? Like they knew yeah, that, that Ryan Johnson was going in a different direction and it made no sense and just poo-pooing all over what was just set up for him. And then vice versa when Abrams took the helm again. It's like, come on, Disney, you can see what's going on here. You can see that it's garbage. You know, take it out before it, 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 it gets released. I mean, geez, we, we had fans. I know we bring it up all the time, but fans screamed about how ugly Sonic was. And, and they're like, they changed okay, it, yeah. all right, we'll, come, we'll, we'll, we'll send it out and like, you know, Six months later, and it'll be better, all right? And, and it was. And they even made fun of Ugly Sonic and brought him into Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which was amazing. Fantastic. As Ugly <laughs> Sonic at a Comic-Con. It was perfect. But um, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't buy I, I don't buy that. There's, there's been plenty of opportunities for them to look at this and say, this was bad. We shouldn't have put this out. And I, I, honestly, I think sometimes... I think sometimes a statement from the creators just coming up and say, we're really sorry. We'll try to make it up to you. Would be nice. Yeah. John, I can agree John with that. Fav- John Favreau has his hands in this as well, too, which I was surprised. Does he really? Because I feel like he's like he's let a lot of it slip out, and it's, it's no longer him. It's just Filoni, and it's all... This TV show is full of Filoni. It is. So this, yeah. For, what kind of cheese do you like on your Filoni and cheese sandwich? Um... Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna go somewhere with that. I mean, Pro even when long. you even when you look up the um the episode listing, and obviously episodes between three and eight are to be announced. They haven't released that yet, but they yeah. have the director and the writer, and the the writer for every episode is credited to Filoni. So. Oh yeah, absolutely, because yeah. he wrote all of these characters. They all came from his, you know, wheelhouse. So, I don't know. I think I don't hate the show. I think it's really cool. The one thing I don't really appreciate 
is, and, and maybe it's hard for me because I know all the backstory of these characters. Like, all of these characters, I know all their backstory. I feel like we've talked about this before, but I'm seeing it, I'm trying to see it from your perspective, and you guys are missing out on so much that explains all this, where I don't feel like you're getting the full effect of what they're trying to do here. So what you're saying is we should watch Rebels. I'm saying you need to watch Clone Wars and Rebels to really understand all this. That's a lot. It I don't is think a lot. I don't think hang on. It I don't think you should have to. I don't think you should I think if a television show is coming out and the TV show itself is introducing what they're looking at as a, a brand new audience in live action. In yes. live action. I think there's a difference between that and something that's animated. Right. And that's why I'm saying that's why I'm holding back on really giving this a full stamp of approval because it's it's not it's not explaining enough of the stuff that you guys don't know. Well, they are to a point, like the Night Sisters. They're saying, "Oh, well, we were once called the Night Sisters." Oh, so you're a witch? Like, okay. If you really want to know more about it, play the game. If you really want to know more about it, watch the other shows. Like Night Sisters came up in Clone Wars. They came up in Rebels. Like it's all they were heavy, heavy, heavy in, in Rebels. Um, one becomes good. Night Sisters are like the witches, right? Yeah, yeah. So one becomes good in the Star Wars game. Okay. That's actually really cool story. Okay, yeah. Well, but that's the thing is like, it's you have to know all these other parts of the franchise that are not directly tied in, and the more that they put these shows and these movies out, the more they're going to introduce these characters. So the fanboys of these, or fanboys, fangirls of of all these other fan people, fan people, fan exes, whatever. Um, of all of these different things, watch it and they go, oh, look at this, look at this. And then the problem is you're opening up a can of worms because if you stay very true to what they already know because they were involved in either the show or the game or whatever it was, and they stray, you know, if they stay true to it, it's like, great, that's perfect, but people are going to get lost. If they stray away from it, you're going to upset a lot of people who watch and said, no, 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 that's not what happens. And then you're going to have all these people yelling about it. So right. the, re the reality is, you know, you damned if you do, damned if you don't, and that's what they're what we're getting at here is they're treading upon, they're treading into areas that are like, be careful because you have the, you, you can really mess up a lot of things here and right. sc and screw your future up, and that's why I'm like I don't know how I feel about them going so heavily into this rebels storyline because. You know, they better stay completely true because you got Filoni at the helm and they're doing everything, including showing the exact replica of a mural in this, you know, TV show that we saw in an animated series. You know, like there's no way around it. It's heavy handed. They're going to get right. into it. We're going to see Ezra one way or another because Ezra didn't die per se. I'll give you guys the heads up because you haven't watched it. You probably won't. But in the end of the last episode, Ezra looks at Sabine. Or he he tries to say he's going to go and sacrifice himself so everybody else can live and they can get and he can get rid of Thrawn. And they're like, no, no, no. There has to be another way. He goes, okay, let's look at another way. And then when they all go back to the drawing board, he looks over at Sabine and he's like, I'm going. You know, like just kind of looks at her and, and she's like, hmm. So then he looks well, over. Ezra he was looks, the guy that was in the that was in the, in the hologram, hologram yes. right? So he looks over at this vent up in the ceiling. And then she goes, okay, goes over and distracts them all while he escapes. And it's the last time they're all together. Next thing we know, he's face-to-face -face with Thrawn, and he basically, he has this thing where because he's so strong in the Force, he's really connected to a lot of creatures. Um, so he called the Pergil over that he got close with, 
and called them over. They came over and basically held Thrawn down and took the ship and just sent them off to whatever dimension the pergola from. And that's the end of Ezra and, um, and Thrawn. So we didn't see them die. We just saw them getting taken out to a place that nobody could get to. And we knew this, like, once they're gone, they're gone. Now we're seeing there's a way to get there again. I'm like, okay. So just like we saw in um, Where's Luke? Where's the Death Star? It's like they found, or where's where's the Emperor? You know, with the little, you know, triangle, triangular pyramidal things, whatever. You know, they're doing all this stuff over and over again in Star Wars where it's all about finding a map to find where a person is. Yeah. Okay, why is there a map that shows where these people are? Why? Why does that map exist? How does that map exist? Do they have a GPS tracker on this person? No. X never marks the spot. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Well, anyway, I'm just... I'm going off on a rant here because there's a lot of things that need to come up, but the the reality is, like, it's very clear that nobody's dead. They're putting it very heavy-handed here that nobody's dead. They're just in a different galaxy. Now we're going to get a new galaxy. What does that mean for Star Wars? I don't really know, but it's going to be very well, different. We're going to get a lot more Asian rock music, I'll tell you that. It's going to be a galaxy not so far away. Oh, they're coming to Earth. They're coming to, they're Earth. Coming to Earth. 616. 617. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, no, it's going to be 616, and then next thing you know, Ant-Man pops out of a van because of a rat, and here we are. A rat? Rat. A rat? Yeah. With four turtles? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pizza rat. Have you seen it yet? No. Oh, so good. Have you seen it yet? Time. Nope. Mutant Mayhem? Oh, so good. Mutant Mayhem. So they may good. not ham, but they could. So, so I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm like good with this episode, <laughs> these two episodes. How about well, you, Will? Yeah, I could I could say that. Um the last thing that I'll say about it is <sighs> I'm still hung up on the, the time and space comment by, by our new witch friend character person i i i i always figured eventually star wars would get to a place where they introduce time travel just because i figured i figured it would be like a last ditch effort like once star wars runs out of ideas we'll introduce time travel and then we'll be able to do something with all of these characters who are quote unquote dead i did not think it was their gonna way be around their way around that for the longest time was clones mm-hmm. so they should stick with that Clones I mean, and force ghosts. But for exactly, force ghosts could be a way of also, which is what I thought they were going to do with Anakin. Time which... and space, because they're technically dead. So you're talking to somebody who's no longer around. So that could be a way of doing that as well too. I'm taking I'm taking what she said at face value, and I'm not going to read a whole lot into it. Like, what's the deeper meaning behind time? Like, no, she was clearly talking about one one thing and one thing only. That's the way that I'm going to take it. I'm taking it at face value. I, again, I did not think it was going to happen this soon. It is yeah. really... It, this is really fast to be... Well, I mean, 40 years later is MCU has soon. done it. DC has done it. Yep. Now Star Wars is going to do Star it. Trek yeah. has, Star Trek has... Star all, Trek's always been doing it. Yeah. 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 DC and it's different. It, it has to be different from... Oh, yeah, but not in, not in uh, like live action. Yeah. Live action? When else did DC... Do? Oh, what? Superman's flying around the Earth and slowing it down? And... Well, there's that, but then there's Flash 10 years ago when he first came out and he did the whole... He did time travel. TV show. Yeah. Okay. Live action. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Lois and Clark, when they're back in the 90s, they, they did time travel 
all the time. Mm. They actually time traveled with, um, what's his name, who wrote Time Machine? H.G. Wells. H.G. Wells. They traveled with him mm-hmm. in the TV show. Mm-hmm. Well, everything like, that you're like, talking about is pretty fine and dandy because if you do time travel and almost anything else other than Star Wars, you're working with... You're not working with a whole lot of characters. In Star Wars, you're working with a lot of characters. It's going to be a lot to keep track of. And there's going to be ample opportunity for them to mess something up. And and when I say mess something up, I mean like making catastrophic mistakes that are just going to just ruin Star Wars. Unless they're using time travel to retcon the sequel trilogy. That That would make sense. That was the only theory that I was getting to is they could totally do that. But here's the difference. This all this all comes before that. I know. I know. Which is how which is how it would record. Which is how it can change things. So if they change the past, it changes their current, therefore changes their future. That's the only way that they could be they could retcon it. And I would kind of allow it. (laughs) I I don't know. I think I would too. Just, just because it was so what it was. But the thing that stinks is they, they, they labeled it. If they, they rec, if they do it, if they do it to retcon the sequel trilogy, fine. If they go back and retcon it to like they time travel back before, you know, a New Hope, and they change that stuff, I'm out. Yeah, because that's yeah, me. That that's just that's <laughs> that's that's, that's that would be awful. But I would be fine if they want to retcon the the. There are parts of the sequel trilogy that I like, though. Yeah. Uh, what? They fly now? <laughs> Great job, sir. Terrible job, sir. <laughs> it's the sequel trilogy's uh, a disjointed mess. Oh, yeah. If, if you look at it, if you, if you take, like, one movie, like, if you look at each movie individually, not bad. They're not great, but they're not bad. But when you look if at you the look entire at the picture, yeah. it's horrible. Absolutely. It of is course, absolutely it, horrible. True. But I said that's why I said there are parts yeah. of the, the sequel that I like. Yeah. Um Force Awakens by itself, I I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. enjoyed Force Awakens by itself. For what it was. Uh, yeah. I mean it was basically a new hope. 40 years later, which, which is fine. But I mean, it was, it was for what it was. It was good. I enjoyed it. The, 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 the inability to actually keep a a single trail of thought cohesive throughout (laughs) all three was, you know, depressing to say the least. Pretty much. When they did the whole, when, when Rose, as cool as it was, I mean, to be as powerful as Luke was, to force to astro project himself across the galaxy, and that's what kills that him. Makes... Well, I mean, he was on his way out, I guess. But he's there for a long. He I was. Think he was there for a long time. He fulfilled his contract. He was. He was. You say he was on his way out, but like the movie opened up with him like stepping onto like a ladder or a rope and like swinging to another <laughs> cliff and like scaling down and getting weird bluish well, looking how long, uh, like, boob milk how... and and he, everything was perfectly fine. Like he was perfectly fine in doing all that, but I, mean... I think it was just how long he was basically outside of his own body is what killed him because he did it for a very long time. 
I I I mm, I don't buy this. There there's there's nothing that you could possibly say to me that would justify Luke's death. Like it was I think uh, it was stupid. I think oh, no, it was I think so they, stupid they the way never that he went out. Even Mark Hamill was pissed about it. Yeah. yeah. I don't blame him. So, I yeah. do not blame him at all. If you haven't already, please watch the pitch meeting for that. Oh, it's fantastic. It is amazing. I like I I <laughs> I, I am Ray Skywalker. Oh, no, you're not. no, you're not. You're not. Who told you you could do that? Nobody gave you permission. You can't say that. But I'm 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 changing. I'm I'm Chuck Dickerson. Uh-huh. Uh yep. 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 Yeah. So So I'm do you have more to say? Because I was I was gonna bring up the eye of Scion really quick. Um, you guys understand what that was, that big, that big ring. Basically what we saw before in, uh, was it, was it in like Attack of the Clones or it was somewhere in the, in the prequel trilogy. The Did you Eye say of Marang? Sion? Yes. The Eye of Sion. Did you say Marang? Is that the big, is that the, is that the big ship that they're building out in the middle of space that they're going to use to go to the other galaxy? Yeah. So it's okay. a big ring. Okay. Now, if you if you recall seeing a ring before, there was something that I I think it was used in a couple of times, but it was definitely used on a small ship that um that Obi Wan was flying, and it was attached to his his little ship that, and that's what gave him the ability to travel through light speed. That's what this thing is. This thing is a gigantic light speed engine that's going to get them to another galaxy that they wouldn't be able to get to otherwise unless they built this. That's what the whole thing is getting into. It's actually really cool that we're seeing that technology come back in this sense, but it's like, but it's on a massive scale. So mm. it's, it's almost, it's, it's like a death star, death star scale of, of a light speed traveling device. So it's pretty cool. I hope they don't out. drag out the storyline. Like I would rather Thrawn be introduced earlier than later. Yeah, because the whole thing is like in Thrawn's here. Only end because only like, because yeah. they only because they mentioned his name. If they never mentioned his name, fine. But right. they mentioned his name, so now they do need to introduce him. Because mm-hmm. like, either way, because they're talking about this character and because it's supposed to be like this massive deal. Either way, I have a feeling like this is going to be one of those television shows where this season is going to end kind of on a down ending. Yeah. Like, it feels yeah. that way. So just, if you're going to do it, just go ahead and do it and rip the Band-Aid off and introduce Thrawn, and then, like, all hell breaks loose. Like, I'm all for yeah. that. I'm all for yeah, something I, like I'd that. I'd love to see a live-action Thrawn, but here's the other thing, too. You've got a Knight Sister and these two, like, non-Jedi, non-Sith, Grey Walker-type characters. Clearly, I mean, the last line is basically, killing her would be a shame. There are so few Jedi left. Like, he's sympathetic, doesn't want to kill the Jedi. He's not not a Sith. Clearly not a Sith. He's conflicted, you know, but he's doing this for money and that's what he does. Um, but you've got this character. Thrawn is just a smart dude. He's a great strategist. Why are these powerful people like all like worshipping him? Why why is she focused so much on him? No idea. I don't understand, like, again, Thrawn's really, really cool, great strategist, but why is he the big bad? We'll find out. I mean, whatever. I remember it in the books, but I didn't feel like he was a an Emperor-level threat. You know, so, dark side. So... We had Snoke, so... Are you, yeah. like, worried that they'll change the character of Thrawn to make him more imposing? Uh... 
I'm just, I'm wondering, I mean, imagine if they just gave him, like, Sith power suddenly. It's like, oh, and he's a Sith. Oh, yeah. well. Like, they could do something like that. Kind of what know. they, it kind of, it kind of feels like what's happening. Because, yeah, you get, you get him, you get the, um, you get the head, the master, not Sith, not Jedi guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What is the, the big, and, and, and his, and his Padawan is sitting there mm-hmm. like, what, what is the big deal with him? What do we get out of this? And he just says power. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I, I get don't. what you're saying. Like, if Thrawn is supposed to be just like a brilliant strategist, that's fine. But this is not feeling like this. Feels like a little bit more than just that, right? And I'm hoping they don't just have this big letdown where it doesn't even make any sense. And it's like, oh, here he is, and it's like, but that doesn't make sense. They're more powerful than him, so why is that an issue? Right. So that's what I'm really hoping is not going to cause a problem. That they're, I hope. They're not I hope. Gonna, I hope. You know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I hope the show jumps the shark. Then let them. Let yeah. them go get Thrawn. They bring him back to it. They got to bring him, and he just starts shooting lightning out of his hands. Let it happen. Let's do. Yeah. It. <laughs> I think anyway. that would be hilarious. Yeah. I'm again. I'm not. I'm not upset at this. I don't hate this show. I just. I feel like if you're going to do this and you're going to bring Thrawn in, do it right. Do do it just please do it right. We've been so disappointed with so many shows we've been watching that Disney's been putting out. Like I can't think of anything great that they've put out lately. They were like that was amazing. Loki was awesome, and they got season two coming out soon. And I'm just I'm I'm trying to just be prepared for a potential letdown. So I I just I hope they do something good here because they got so many amazing characters that if they make this canon and they screw it up just like they did with Boba Fett, we're gonna be very disappointed. Chuck's sleeping. So, anyway. We're done. It's been fun. It's been great. It's been real fun. Yeah. So, thanks everybody for sticking around, for listening to his rant, mostly me, about mm. this show. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess we'll we'll catch you next week. Yeah. Uh, talking about ep- episode three of Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka. If I don't see you, good afternoon. Oh, I won't be around next week. You guys are on your own. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. Yeah, uh, good night. Bye-bye, everybody. Hey, everybody. Lee from Black and White Reviews here. Just wanted to take a moment to thank you for tuning in, checking out our conversation. If you like this discussion and you want to hear more about this specific subject or other things, check us out on our podcasting sites, whether it's uh, Spotify, Apple Music, or Google Podcasts. We're up on pretty much all of them. Uh, So, yeah, thanks again for popping by. And, uh, yeah, be sure to like and subscribe. Thanks.